0: Part four of Collected Prose by James Elroy Flecker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mansur, read by Phil Benson. There was a Sultan of Turkey who was moved to send a fairly expensive present to the Sultan of China with this thought in his heart. There is only one God, and he is all-powerful and all-just, and assuredly I will appoint Mansour to be the captain of the escort and to go to China with the present. Mansour will be pleased with the honour and cease tormenting my ears with his uninteresting tales of oppression in the provinces. It is a long way to China. If this high enterprise succeed, glory will accrue to me and limitless renown. AND A PRESENT FROM THE KING OF CHINA. IF IT FAIL, THE ESCORT WILL FERTILIZE THE DESERT OF TURKESTAN AND MANSUR WITH THEM. PEACE BE ON HIS SOUL. MANSUR RECEIVED THE COMMAND OF THE SULTAN AND PREPARED TO SET OUT FROM STAMBUL WITH A THOUSAND FOOT, A HUNDRED HORSE AND THE FAIRLY EXPENSIVE PRESENT. HE BADE GOOD-BYE TO Zuleika, HIS WIFE, AND TO AHMAD, HIS SON, then turned to look for the last time at his books of poetry and prose, and he regretted them with a profound regret. For these books were in Persian, in Arabic, and in Ottoman, and they were written on fine paper of Samarkand by Beber and Mustafa the son of Kaf and Ashik of Baghdad. Sumptuous were the tale pieces and charming the illustrations. He wandered about the cool library for a full hour, wandering from shelf to shelf, and he wondered which should be a fit companion for this long journey at last he selected the divan of nesemi a small volume written and painted by mustapha the son of Kaf. the story of nesemi is this he was a lord among the ottomans wealthy powerful and secure but he bowed his head to the teaching of Fazlullah the heretic upon whom descend god's wrath and his punishment here was less than his punishment to come thereupon he rejected his dignity and looked askance at power and when he had transferred all his wealth to his son he set out to wander and to be a calendar he and khandan his brother one day he slept under the stars and dreamt and woke up shouting i am the truth i am god whereupon he ran to the next village stood in the market-place bareheaded to the morning sun and shouted i am the truth i am god many of the villagers laughed at him but some changed their hue to yellow for the greatness of their fear and cried a blasphemer then kandan came in pursuit of his brother and called to him remember the fate of Nesimi said why do you speak to god kandan smiled and after a little thought recited this couplet disclose to none the secret word nor feed with sweets the vulgar herd but Nesumi answered at once the ocean to its floor is stirred when we pronounce that holy word the bright beloved dwells on high and shall the lover tell a lie and he continued to shout i am god until the police came and dragged him before the mufti of aleppo his poems were cited as evidence in court and when the mufti had heard them as far as the first half of the first gazelle he plucked at his beard and cried enough flay him at once so four disgusting negroes seized him stripped him bound him and sharpened their knives on his back and made incisions and began to flay him downwards from the shoulders with leisurely movements and the extreme of satisfaction the mufti observed a foul death for a foul fellow he reeks of pollution if a drop of his blood should fall on to a limb it were well to cut that limb off at that instant a drop of Nesemi's blood spurted out and alighted on the mufti's little finger. Salam to your little finger, observed Kandan, who was awaiting his turn to be flayed. In exemplification is no evil, quoted the mufti, and this is an example and no case. Nesemi heard and said, God will preserve from all untimely knocks the little fingers of the orthodox. Come. Flay the heretic from top to toe. He will not weep. He will not make a show. Kandan said, Well, turn, my brother. Nesemi said, Who talks to God? I am God. And bowed his head in anguish and breathed out the vital spark. But his punishment hereafter is worse. This is the story of Nesemi. After putting the divan of Nesemi into his turban, Mansur set out at the head of his hundred horsemen and thousand foot, and they streamed out of the city like an enchanted river, and the present was with them. They journeyed towards the east two months. However, when they came to the borders of India, the king of India, who was an infidel heathen, sent an army against them. They were defeated and many died, and others became slaves never to return, and Mansur escaped, alone and on foot they say that the king of india was rather pleased with the fairly expensive present that the sultan of turkey had intended for the sultan of china but our tale is of mansur he wandered from well to well among the deserted villages of that hot and warlike land subsisting on radishes which those who came to wash the radishes had let fall in the well-houses and he gathered the fruits of unfamiliar trees one day he came to an inhabited village and asked for food by signs they refused it but did not harm him only some officials came and took away his embroidered coat and the divan of Nesimi, which still lay in his turban and they could not read it but he knew it by heart mansur left that village not knowing which way to turn and for a moment he wanted to die but life is sweet so he trudged along a dusty path towards the uplands singing aloud from his lost divan a song that voyagers love nesemi comprehends not fear though drought and dark and death be near he drank at the primeval feast the mellow draught of unity a traveller with staff in hand he wanders through a ghostly land and wonders who is at his side guiding his footsteps lovingly the master's face is light of light his hair is mystery of night with musa i behold the sight a sinai in verity my body is the holy glass where eighteen thousand aeons pass i talk the language of the stars i hold the secret of the sea he sang till his throat became too dry for singing and at the time of blazing noon he came to yet another deserted well here he found to his sorrow that the bucket had fallen into the well so he tied a rag to the dangling rope and sucked the moisture that it gathered a slender satisfaction So he took off his shoe, tied it to the rope, and let it down into the well. But the rope broke, and his shoe fell into the water. He tied the other shoe onto the rope, and drew it up safely, and drank with eagerness and joy. Then he looked about for some refuse to eat, but since he found none, he sat down and tried to make two shoes out of one. In the end the work tired him, and he looked up and saw a young man before him, nor could the beauty of the young man be described, for all that he was clothed in rags and seemed a little faint with the heat. The young man said to Mansur, "Salam to you and the peace of God, and he said it after the manner and in the speech of the Muslims. Mansur replied quietly, And to you, the salam." He was drowsy with weariness and sunshine, and he disbelieved in this tall young man who spake to him in the sweet language of his faith. "'I am a wayfarer and a stranger,' said Mansur. "'So am I,' said the youth, and without another word he tied the can he had with him onto the rope and let it down into the well and drew water. Mansur looked eagerly at the can, for he was thirsty again. "'Have patience,' said the lad, opening his wallet and drawing out of it some fried peas and a little rice. This he shared with Mansur, and gave him water to drink.' He then asked mansur who he was and mansur replied, I am mansur of stamboul the ottoman and who are you? The young man replied, My name is the joyful heart. Will you be my companion willingly and obediently said mansur, but tell me whence you come and whither you go. The stranger replied, I am the joyful heart. It is time for us to pursue our way. On this, mansur tried to rise from the ground. But he could not stand, so he sat down and said to the stranger, I could walk before you came. Now I am unable. Get on my back and put your arms round my neck, said the stranger. You are not strong enough for this work, said Mansur. The stranger laughed and said, God will make the strength of one suffice for two. He stooped and easily lifted Mansur onto his back and bade him say, God is my protector and there is no refuge but in him. So Mansoor kept repeating these words dreamily as he travelled along the dusty path on the back of Joyful Heart till he fell asleep. When he awoke he no more had his arms around the young man's neck, but was lying against a wall in the street of some great city, as ragged and unnoticed as a beggar. He heard the cries of those who sold their wares, and the intimate speech of passers-by, and seemed to understand the tongue, and opened his eyes. Above him rose a great snowy building. Shouting with joy and terror, he recognized the dome of the Mosque of Suleiman, the glory of Stambul. Mansur returned to his house, and they knew him, and rejoiced to the limit of joy to behold him, and he found his wife faithful, and his son despairing for him, and his library swept and dusted. They led him to the bath and clothed him, and made him a hot supper and asked him about his tale and when he told them they wondered the more and thanked god for his safety immediately he bought another manuscript of the divan of Nesemi, written on paper of damascus by ashik of baghdad and every night he gave a great dinner to his friends so that he might make them to know his story every night his guests heard about the joyful heart and the miraculous journey and every night after hearing it they exclaimed, God be praised for thy safety, and verily this is the most wonderful of all wonderful tales, and it is worthy to be written down in golden ink. Moreover they brought news to the Sultan of the strange coming of Mansur, and the Sultan bit the tongue of acquiescence with the tooth of regret, and invited him to the palace, concealing his disappointment, and sat him down at his right hand, and heard the story and was amazed so that when it ended he cried by god and gave him a hundred dirhams thus did mansur plunge into the river of delights and ate his fill from the dish of satisfaction when he tired of telling his adventure to his friends and of entertaining them he betook himself to his books he read the Kosarev and shirin of sheikhi and the tale of iskandar which Hamedy wrote in a hundred thousand lines, and he became unhappy, and the road of life was dark before his eyes, and the poets have said, "My satisfaction cloys to-day and brings me bitter pain. Purge me with colocynth I pray, I tire of sugar-cane, but Mansur was longing for the joyful heart and for his companionship, so he departed into the country and drank wine and lay down in a meadow and took out the book of nesemy opening it by chance and he read this quatrain amazing boy rise with the dawn and pour the ruby in the crystal would you store these stolen minutes in a mortal home and seek them afterwards and find no more now when he read this verse he wept and the wine lay heavy on his soul and he prepared to sleep but even as he bowed his head for slumber, there came a gentle voice to him saying, "Salam." Looking up, he saw the joyful heart, dressed in rags and a little tired with the heat. Will you be my companion? said joyful heart. Then Mansur became like a man who does not know whether he sleep or wake, for he saw all the flowers of the meadow shining in the eyes of joyful heart and he followed him, and was heard of no more. end of part four.